What's up, everybody? It's Austin Rivers from the Minnesota Timberwolves. It's a new year, and I have a new podcast here at The Ringer, Off Guard, hosted by me and my guy, Pasha Hagigi. Austin and I go way back and talk so much hoop already that we figured it was time to fire up the mics and let you in on all of these conversations. Every week, Pasha and I will hit on the biggest stories happening in the league and get Austin's perspective of someone currently hooping in the NBA. Tap into Off Guard every Friday on The Ringer NBA show feed on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. With over 122 million parts, from superchargers and brakes to exhaust kits and beyond, eBay Motors levels your baby up to its peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. Ladies and gentlemen, we have a new champion! But I'm better than you, and you know it! D-M-D. Acknowledge me! I'm hurt, and I'm old, and I'm tired, and I work with children. Well, ding-dong, hello! Embrace the vision! And we want the smoke! Lately, he just hasn't been very oozy. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Wednesday Worldwide. Worldwide? A proud member of the faction known as the Ringer Wrestling Show. My name is Ben Cruz, and I'm a producer here at the Ringer. And with me, as always, are my tag team partners. Senior editor at TheRinger.com, Cal Davenport. And of course, the super producer, here at the ringer, Mr. Brian H. Waters, my guys, it is May 31st. And before we get to the rest of the show, uh, we need to give a huge, huge birthday shout out to one of our favorites here on Wednesday Worldwide, Montez Ford. Let's raise our red cups to Tez yes, himself. Sir. Happy birthday, Tez. Look at this. Look at this. Just raising. Uh, by the way, uh, I don't know if you can see this on camera. Mine is a, uh, this is a, a big sign. I have two kids. This is a a, a mini. I was going to say, your, your cup, your cup <laughs> looks different. Your cup looked different, Ben. Nah, that's what's up. I, I actually have a lot of, so I, I probably could be the supplier for uh, the, the Street Profits. If they were to come to my town and in my local arena, I could bring them solo cups. We should have had a for the drop down for you, Cal. <laughs> they should have dropped. I could, hold up. Is that that's just you up there. Uh, make it rain. In the rafters? I'll make it rain cups. Let me see I can do it on the... Uh, on. Get the social clips ready. Oh, there it is. <laughs> I'm sorry. Nah, we got sorry. TikTok. We need content. That was... I, <laughs> I counted I counted three cups. That was there awesome. There were four. Yeah, I don't, they, they, oh, okay. you got to slow it down in, in, in post. You got to slow it down in post. <laughs> That's right. 
Yeah, or just you know, Photoshop some extra cups in there. That's, that's what's up. My wife was like, why are you getting a red solo cup at eight in the morning? <laughs> Don't worry about it. What Don't you, worry about it. What are you guys doing on Wednesday Worldwide? But no, happy birthday, Tez. Uh, you know, he's over on SmackDown now. I think he's uh, he's he's part of this Money in the Bank qualifier round, right? So I think yeah. he's taking an LA night this week. So hopefully he's in uh, and he'll, he'll show out. Well, they've, ar- they've already got Ricochet and Nakamura in there, so adding that's Tez right. to that. Oof. Oof. That's right. I do, I do want to see some LA Knight. Yeah. I don't know why they're pitting them against each other, <laughs> but yeah. Well, I don't know. We'll see. We'll, we'll, see. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. Let's kick things off the right way with some high spot headlines. And you all know the deal. I'm going to read some of the biggest headlines in the world of professional wrestling circulating the internet's Whoever wants to tag in and let some thoughts fly, let them fly. First up, Ronda Rousey calls the women's tag team division in WWE, quote, dismally shallow. Some really harsh words. Baddest woman on the planet. Well, again, what's May 31st, 2023. Do we remember what was happening around this time last year? (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. The problems that Sasha and Naomi were having a year ago were problems that were built years before then. It was always a situation where they would have the women's tag champions vying for the main woman's title of that brand, whether it was the Kabuki Warriors or the Golden Roll Models or Nia Jax and Shayna Bates. Or like every, it seemed, and it was like every year throughout the mm-hmm. pandemic, let alone before then, They've not spent a lot of time investing in the women's division. And realistically, there's a lot of women on the card or or, or NXT, Raw, SmackDown. You have a lot of women across all those rosters. It's not for a lack of hands. They just have to invest that time and, and really focus on building the tag team division in the women for the women. Man, Cal, that was, uh, as always, a great take. I'm going to take things a little bit further, though. Uh, mm-hmm. See, our, our, our great producer, Ben, has been uh, encouraging me on WWE 2K23's GMO. So I've been putting <laughs> together a women's tag division. So what I want to do, because mm-hmm. there's nothing else I can say that Cal hasn't said, I want to challenge our listeners out there to show mm-hmm. me their best women's tag division. Because like Cal said, there's a lot mm-hmm. of women on the roster from... The NXT SmackDown to Raw. There's a lot of women. You can have a tag division. You, I mean, they had a fatal four-way tag match. That right there lets you exactly. know you can have exactly. an invested tag division. Sonya Deville and Chelsea Green are dressing alike. They're a great dynamic right. contrast to each other. And I'm all for it. So what I want to see is what people can come up with. You know, let's let's challenge these listeners. And you get a little Make bonus. You get a little bonus if you put it inside the Ring of Wrestling um, ring and show that's on a, WWE 2K23. That's, that's a great plug. That's I a like great that. plug. I, I, like I mean, no, Cal, Cal put it best, but I, I think, you know, in some ways, the headline itself seems aggressive and yes. it seems very, you know, it's, oh, it's Ronda trying to shit on, you know, is she in character? Shitting on, you know, WWE and, and wrestling in general. But, I mean, she's, in some ways, she's really not wrong, and and, really? and I, that's not a 
that's not an indictment on the women on the roster. I think it's more an indictment on them, as you said, Cal, investing. And it goes even as far back to go, there's no actual tag team period, Mm -hmm. right? Like, there's Damage Control, who's a team, right? They're a faction. But other than that, even even Chelsea Green and Sonya Deville, they're they're dressing alike, but it's still Chelsea Green and Sonya Deville, right? It's two individuals coming together to chase the tag titles, right? Even... Well, you know, when uh, Alba Fire and Isla Dawn were the NXT Women's Tag Team Champions, right? It's just two individuals coming together. They, right. they, they came out to the ring together. They dressed similar. But, I mean, until they start investing more where, you know, you, you have more t- actual tag mm-hmm. teams uh, and, and you promote them as such. I mean, again, the... On, on the men's side, right? It's you know the Street Profits, the Usos, uh, and the, kind of going back, you know, in history, right? Like Legion of Doom, the New Age yeah. Allies. There's mm-hmm. there's actual teams, right, that are actually put together. And yes, these one-off, you know, pairings that are, you know, like KO and, and Sami Zayn, like they're, they're just best friends. They're not an actual tag team, and that's fine for them to be tag champs mm-hmm. for right now. Ultimately, we know where they're heading, right? They will eventually split and chase individual titles because right. that's just who they are. But if they're going to make these these women's tag titles feel even more important, you know, Ronda's not right. They need to invest more. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I mean, you, you know, we've we've kind of talked about it on this show, and and Dave and Kaz and and Peter SGG and Dave have talked about it on on the other shows as well. It's just you know, the women's division as a whole has been I think it's been trying to find its way the last couple of months and if they can figure out you know the tag title stuff I think that would be you know foundationally mm-hmm. great for uh, for the future of you know not only the division but those titles <laughs> so it's, it's just something that they, they've definitely got to figure out and there's once you kind of really look a little deeper into Rhonda's comments it's she's actually not that yeah. incorrect right um and it, right yeah it's it, it's yeah. a bummer too because there's there's so many talented performers uh, in that division yeah. and they just need more shine it's it's it sucks because i mean she says it immediately after Liv morgan is out with a shoulder injury like it's not like Liv and raquel haven't been you know out there as women's tag team champion it's just right there's there's only so much they so much they can do when it's with when there's only so many people to bounce off of, uh, especially like you were saying in regards to legit teams with names and like because even Liv will go and match the gear, but like mm-hmm. I don't know if her and Rhea had a name. They were a team for a minute and then they split up. So yeah, more more focus and dedication on making some real teams. I was a, a tag team mm. baby, man. You know the Royal Wars and the, the Heart Foundation <laughs> oh, the and all Foundation. that stuff. Like yes, that, that was those. Those were some of my early favorite matches. So yeah, I'm here for it. If, if and if Ronda and Shayna want to spearhead that, there you go. There you go. Let's go. Let's go. I know they've they've got a built in story. Yeah, with exactly. each other and like a real life relationship. So be be, be the change that you want to see, Ronda. Exactly. Yeah, you you know, pre- preach what you uh, what is that what is that term? Practice what uh, you preach. Preach what you teach. <laughs> yeah, there, there it is. I was try- I was trying to rhyme. Sorry, I'm going full Doctor <laughs> Seuss out here. Next up on High Spot Headlines, Just Incredible says AEW has done a horrible job with Brian Danielson. 
Uh, I'm going to throw it to, to Brian H. Waters off the jump here uh, because you're, you're a big Brian Danielson guy. Uh, what are your thoughts on a just incredible quote in 2023 just <laughs> causing ripple effects in the world of professional The wrestling? unsung member of the clique brings up a good point. They have done a horrible job with Brian Danielson. His, like, one of the things he said was at one point, Danielson was the biggest star in the world. And this is how mm-hmm. you treat him? He, he should be one of the faces of the company. I know everybody can't be world champion at all times, but all his matches should feel like a big deal. But if I be honest, it's not like WWE did that much with him right before he left, after he was before Roman. I just got to say, you know, so yeah, he had great showcases for the Intercontinental Championship. That made sense, but... Uh, but AEW could be doing a bigger job, a better job with him. I wish they was. I can't contain my feelings <laughs> on this because we're, we're in a, I remember I spoke with Brian Danielson mm-hmm. right before his first match in AEW, and I was I was hyped because he was ready. He was he what he always talked about him and Vince, where Vince would call him a. Uh, a horse with the bit in his mouth. And like, once you take the bit out, you don't know what the horse was going to do. I don't think we got that. I think and, and knowing how Danielson's operated, how there's a, there's an amazing piece um, up on ringer.com that, uh, that, that, that uh, Cam mm-hmm. did not, that shouts out to Cam for uh, for for the Danielson piece. He talked about how much work he put into his pre and post match stuff. So he's he's ready to work. He just did Anarchy in the Arena, but yep. we're in. They, they they want to. They're trying. I think at the time they were trying to use established stars to build their new stars. Right. So that's why Jericho's a champion, and you feed him a Hangman Page, and they fed Page to Danielson, and he had some amazing matches as well. They I, anytime I said I want Danielson as my AEW champion, people told me, "Hey, oh man, I go sit that. down. This isn't your time." <laughs> so it, it, it's 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 one of those things where I don't know if it's a Tony Khan thing, I don't know if it's a fan thing, but. They didn't. It didn't feel like there was a room for Danielson to be what we probably all know he should be as a champion. He could have been that guy before uh, to to give the title to MJF. That whole tournament for the for the title was amazing, and he yep. went through. He went and the gauntlet that he went through for to for MJF was amazing too. He can go. They just don't see him like that in that position, so it just doesn't happen, unfortunately. Yeah, I mean, I'm enjoying his stuff. In Blackpool Combat Club, you know it's 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 cool to, to kind of see him be part of this faction because we never really got to see that uh, during his run in but, WWE. You know what I mean? Obviously, there was there was Team Hell No, which was <laughs> hilarious and incredible in of itself. So to have this version of him is cool. So horrible job. I don't know if I go fully there. I I I, I can't say they've done a great job with him necessarily, given mm-hmm. who he is. Right. And what he means to the business overall, uh, you'd think they would have done more. Uh, I mean, I don't know if you guys disagree with me here and feel free to chime in on what you think his best moment in AEW has been. But for me, it was it was the dynamite go home show where he dropped the F. (laughs) That's the most it's not the it's not the best, but it's right now like one of the most memorable. Obviously, we have Anarchy in the Rita, which just passed, which was fantastic. The Bandito match. 
Right. Uh, but going hour long, you know, draws with uh with uh Paige on on TV twice. Mm. Well they, they did that the one hour long draw, then they, then Paige beat them the second time, but they almost won an hour. I I think he you can stack them up. You know what I mean? But I think the one thing that we're not, that because I I wanted just incredible mentioned um Danielson not being, I guess like not really in on the creative side of things, not really mm-hmm. talking to people. And from one report I read in regards to collision, that may be something that happens now. I did read uh, some reports said that Danielson could be in, or there's been talks about him being involved more behind the scenes with collision as a show. Um, mm-hmm. and I think that's probably where, like they have, like you've seen the Dean Malenko's, you've seen a lot of people, legends that are working with AEW, but I don't know how involved they are, uh, day to day with storyline with, you know, uh, fine tuning the performers to, to, to be working at their best. And I think Danielson right now, where he's in that low key, I could smoke any of you out in the ring. You want to try <laughs> me? Let's go Lisa right now. He's in that zone, but he's also very, very giving. And I think now would be a great time to tap into him as a, as a resource, as a pro wrestling legend for booking for, you know, just, just how, how to work, how to, you know, life skills. You know what I mean? I think he's, he's a, 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 a fountain of knowledge. You just got to understand how to use things correctly and he ain't going nowhere. So just mm-hmm. tap in. I, I hope they do. And it, it'd be great to kind of just use him more as, as a resource for, Again, just right. who he is. Yeah, he's he's so freaking good. Uh, another one for High Spot Headlines, and, and Cal, you kind of teed this one up, mm-hmm. talking about Collision. Yeah. Matt Hardy says some AEW talent is, quote, a little anxious if there's a brand split. And for clarity, he was talking more about some travel stuff mm. uh, and, you know, planning around that and, and what that all means. Kind of like the real-life aspect oh, yeah. of what this brand split would mean. But and we can we can tackle it that way. But Cal, I'll start with you on this one. I mean, are you feeling a brand split? Is it is it time for a brand split in AEW, or are, are they doing too much? Um, I think I I mean I don't want to say it's been time because they've had ample like they've had they've got Dynamite, they had Rampage, and they had two dark programs. So it. And they use a lot of the dark programs. So, you know, now looking back, it's it, it was really one of their services in regards to uh, helping the indie talent who can't really perform all the time. At least, you know, get some eyes. You know, and I I don't I don't know what the pay system was, but get get some work and, and you know get their name out there. Um, at the very least. But um, now that that stuff is done, you kind of fall back into what was going on then, where Tony Khan has to put on a dynamite. There's only so many segments, but there's a locker room full of people. I, I I would hope in in the best case scenario, if you are doing a brand split and the and you have certain pro wrestlers on certain shows, one of the benefits could be that oh, if there wasn't enough time for Ricky Starks this week, and I'm a Ricky Starks stan, maybe him being you know dedicated on this show can mean that he could be in the mix more. Um, but yeah, I, I think that's. That's the only way I can go into it. Cause I, I don't. The only other thing is it, it, it could also be here's, here's that real life. You know, AEW kind of thrived during a time where they didn't have to go anywhere, whether it was Daly's right. place or you know whether it was <laughs> yeah. you know so, only going out once a week. Like uh, it's it's an easier life to get accustomed to compared to WWE, where 
they've been in, you know, loops for, I, I want to say at least a year and change. It was at some point after the, the, the Thunderdome where they were out and it was still the pandemic. So, uh, you know, it's for a lot of those wrestlers who haven't really been on the road, but have been building that fan base and been building that steam on TV. It'll be interesting to see what happens with them when they're on the road and they get, you know, particular reactions, but, uh, Hey, this is this is the big leagues. You 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 you're facing right. the number one competition for a while, and you got to start you know doing those loops and getting on the road more. This is your level. Just look at it as a level up. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. Brian, what do you, what are you feeling on this AW? Honestly, split? I always felt as far as a brand split was concerned that you take your biggest stars and you kind of utilize them for both shows. Maybe not every single week. But I always felt like you have to earn your way to that spot, right? And then your middle, mm-hmm. mid-card talents, your tag teams, you put them on a brand split, which your champions kind of moving on both shows. And I think they could do it that way without telling us there's a brand split. Kind of like the way they do Rampage. Like, you kind of know you're going to get a lot of Jade yeah. on Rampage. You're going to get a lot of Swerve, a lot of um, Dustin Rose. Yeah. You could do that with this Collision show. And I think it would feel fresh, but kind of also... You want to earn your way to the top of the card where you're getting on both shows and therefore earning that both show type of money. And I think if you do it that way, that would make it less feel like, okay, I'm going to turn on this show because I'm more aligned to this brand or more, more aligned to that brand. Good point. I mean, here's something I want to ask both of you too. Does the brand split in, in wrestling now even work? I mean... WWE just did it, right? They just had the draft <laughs> and they had a, you know, quote, hard brand split. But, you know, a couple free agents here and there, which we'll get into a little bit later. AJ Styles mm. was on Raw. Right. right? He was right. he was just on Raw. He, the SmackDown, Chiron and everything. And, and, you know, some reports say that that was a Vince call kind of at the last minute. But in 2023, when there's just so much content and selection out there, does a brand split even, does it even matter? It just in wrestling as a it's whole. It's just so many superstars. And you want to see right. everybody get opportunities. You want to see everybody get paid. So it works. But like you said, with the content out there, it's a lot. Especially considering also you can kind of tackle two regions. So I think it's necessary, mm-hmm. especially if you got... Raw on, let's say Raw in Baltimore and SmackDown in Florida. You don't have to necessarily mm. rush your talent by, to get to Florida by Friday. You can kind of take the time. You can hit some of those towns in between. And so I think right. it works in that case. Uh, but I just think maybe right now, I'm still trying to give this current draft and brand split a time to cook, especially with AJ Styles being on Raw this week, the women's tag division being what it is. I'm like, all right, let me be a little bit patient. Let's figure out what they're going to do with Asuka because, yeah, she's the Raw Women's Champion. She is on SmackDown. I think it's easier. Wait, she's on SmackDown yeah, too? Yeah, she got drafted to SmackDown. Oh, my. <laughs> See, all right, so because I'm sitting here like – Mm-hmm. During the show, I'm like, all right, B- Bianca lost, but at least she doesn't have to be lugging the Raw title on SmackDown and she can go on her path. I'm forgetting that Asuka got drafted. But see, now well. you can make the argument, right, that maybe Asuka 
it, this doesn't sound like her character at all, but, you know, work some magic with creative and told her, put me on SmackDown just so I can get my rematch or something. She spit on her, she spit on her, 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 her fingers and then rubbed it in <laughs> someone's <laughs> eyes and it was like, put me on SmackDown. Exactly. Or you could put her on Raw now. It's like, all right, you won. Now you got to go to Raw. <sighs> Or, you you know, it's easier to send her to Raw than it was Bianca because of the birthday guy, Montez Ford. Like, we knew once we saw one on the show and the other, we knew what was going to happen. Right. So, it's the brand split. I didn't like it at first. Like, in 2002, I hated it. Especially, you you mean to tell me I got a, a whole roster with Stone Cold, The Rock, The Undertaker, Hulk Hogan, Scott Hall, Kevin Nash, all these people on the show. And now you're going to split them up? I, I didn't like that at all. Yeah, but but again, like, they did, like the, it wasn't like Eric Bischoff where, like, I'm a Rey Mysterio mm-hmm. fan. If Rey Mysterio's got a storyline, I know I could tune into Nitro early and see a Rey Mysterio match. Like, there's times where you could have great pairings at, like, a lot of the stuff that, like, Drew McIntyre and uh, Rey Mysterio were doing on SmackDown in, like, the, the the mid to late 2000s, around the time, like, 2008, 2009 era, like, some of that stuff could get buried if you're trying to do a two-hour Raw with everybody on it. You know what I'm saying? Like, they may not be, they, they may not get a, a card that week saying that they're going to actually wrestle a match. And if you, I, I, there's, be, that's what I'm saying. There's benefits to doing it if you do it properly. But, uh, I, I, one of the other problems is when you have like a Roman Reigns, because mm-hmm. that's the, he's the biggest, uh, deterrent for a brand split because he's got both the titles right now. Like at some point he has to go over there or it's weird. It's or like what it's been. It's been weird because he's held both the titles, but he's been on the one show and sometimes he don't even show up on that show. So it's, it, it, I think there's, there's pros and cons both sides, but it's, it's on the triple H's and and, and the people like that to say, okay, we're going to, we're going to stick to this and we're going to do things like get that raw women's title off of, yeah. That show. Unless unless Rhea Ripley's about to be a, a double mm. champion. I mean, Rhea was the SmackDown women's champion and she was on Raw again. Yeah. You know, it's I I get it. There's still, you know, team I, let it play out. I get that, it. But. That's the only one I can see because she is still judgment day and like they they they're right. active. So I can understand that one, but there's a lot of people that don't get passes. Right. Well, again, I, I think if I understand needing and needing or needing the flexibility to kind of go between both shows yeah. on occasion, mm-hmm. but I mean, that's what kind of made those Survivor Series Raw versus SmackDown matches feel special, right? Like you know, right. the Shield and, and New Day were going at it, and they invaded each other's shows. You know, those felt like actual you know little cheesy, but they I was into it, right? Um, no, right. And now when when they're just when it's a little too fluid, uh, it just kind of makes you wonder what the point was, right? Exactly. That making a whole thing out of the draft and going head-to-head with the NFL draft. You know, you're trying to make it this huge thing, and does it matter? I don't know. It, it, it's just a big question that I think we've got to figure out, especially with AEW now considering the same thing. Well, I was, I was going to ask, and I don't, I don't want to drag this too long, but I mean, I think one of the other issues, especially when Fox came into play, because there, were, there, was, there was a time where Brock Lesnar was the champion and he was exclusive to one he was exclusive to mm-hmm. Fox I believe and the feeling is kind of like well 
either they're putting these people on the show because they want to be perceived one way where there's like to look like the hard hitting sports network or because which is probably the bigger thing they want to juice the numbers on the one side so they put the biggest star mm. as an <laughs> right, exclusive right, person right. to that thing because because outside of what wwe may want to do with raw and smackdown you then have to figure out what usa and fox want to do and now right, in, right. endeavor and tko holdings like I, I, there's a lot at play so I, I that's one thing we have to be cognizant of as well uh regardless of how fluid or unfluid we want these shows to be if there's someone that's popping on friday night and the monday night show may need a little push that week don't be surprised if that popper is going to be popping over on raw as well it, it, it's just <laughs> Sometimes it is above your head. I, 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 I've been watching pro that. wrestling yeah. too long. Like, you know, the, either way, these brand splits aren't going to last too long anyway. Right. More guidelines than actual rules. I get it. Right. <laughs> uh, last one here on High Spot Headlines. Tony Khan says he has a good relationship with one Bill Goldberg. Cal, you're laughing. Uh, <laughs> th- this flirtation with Goldberg and AEW, must it end and just have it happen? Oh, I was going to say, like, they might as well. I remember, what I believe, shouts out to, to, to Kaz Shoemaker. I want to say I was on Ring of Wrestling show when we were talking about uh, the idea of um, that theory of Goldberg being MJF's uncle. <laughs> I, I want to yeah. see it. Even if it's just for like, you know, one joke angle, I think that would be funny. And then just, you know, just do the thing. And then, you know, said, say that Goldberg did it so you can work him in the, in the, the promos or whatever. But uh, I, yeah, just do the dance. I don't want, just like Tony Khan having an announcement every week, like at a, at a certain point, like, yeah, you're going to say something on the TV show. Like it, it loses its luster. It, I don't know what we're teasing, so why I can't keep getting hype at him saying, "Hey, I know that guy. I met Goldberg. <laughs> I I could say I I I don't know Goldberg, but I, I I talked to him before. He loves a good name drop. I don't I don't blame him. Brian. <laughs> are you intrigued by this this increasing flirtation between Goldberg sure, and Sure, why not? Let Goldberg have his one more <laughs> match, his retirement match on the network where it all started. Why not? This is that someone. That's all I got. Mm. <laughs> You, you, I, I, I'm saying, I, I, if they mm-hmm. bring him back, they should do the some sort of old man battle royal. So it's it's Goldberg. We'll get we'll throw an Arn Anderson in there. Let's throw in some Jericho. What Sting. else? Uh, do, we've do, got, uh, do not Sting. throw Jeff yeah, Hardy yeah. in there. Do not throw Jeff oh, Hardy in there. Jeff yeah. Jarrett. Oh, Jeff, throw Jeff actually. Jarrett in there. Yes, Jeff Jarrett. Hardy might just miss the line. I think he's he's a little too good, little too new school. He's going to miss the but move. But if if they just lean into that, just kind of a, a legends battle it. royal, like we're just mm-hmm. playing 2K, I'm kind of on that. It's it's, it's a little WrestleMania gimmick battle royally, but I mean, they, you, I think they can do absolutely something, <laughs> something like that could work. And realistically, I don't, I I wouldn't put it past them. I I could totally see like Team Arn versus Team Jeff, Jarrett. Yeah battling and, and and the teams are just like you know 50 plus knocking on 60 year old guys <laughs> it's Flair a squad you know what i mean like yeah. uh, this is what y'all want isn't it y'all love yeah. that nostalgia we do and i'm gonna rebook this segment brett hart interferes locks him in the sharpshooter <laughs> this <laughs> sounds like the, the pl- it, this sounds like the plot for the expendables four or something like that like uh, just just all of your favorite pro wrestlers that's coming right. back 
nostalgia is undefeated, mm-hmm. right? Facts. <laughs> in, in pro wrestling, too. All right, we're going to go uh, pitch this idea to AW real quick, especially for tonight's big announcement that Tony Khan has on on Dynamite. Oh, I, I'm boy. I'm now hoping and praying it's a it's a Goldberg reveal and has nothing. <laughs> <All right. laughs> but uh, so we're gonna go we're gonna go ahead and send that email, and in the meantime, we're gonna take a quick break. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED highlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hey, welcome to Ikea, where even this desk is circular. Huh, how so? Looks pretty rectangular to me. It's because we're always looking to repair, reuse, and we love our products, like buying back your Ikea items for store credit, or shop our as-is section for great deals. You can even order free spare parts. Get on the circular path for a more sustainable future. Still a rectangle. Get started at ikea-usa.com slash circular. Visit ikea-usa.com slash circular for as-is information and buyback and resale terms and conditions. Spare parts not available for all products. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. There it is. You heard the drop. It is now time for They Said What? The three of us have listened to The Masked Man Show and Cheap Heat, as I'm sure all of you fine listeners have as well, because, well, you already subscribed to our awesome feed here on The Ringer Wrestling Show, but we get to do something I'm sure you all wish you could do from time to time, and that's respond to a take. Dropped by the likes of the legendary David Shoemaker, Kaz, Peter Rosenberg, Stack Guy Gregor, Dip. And for today's edition of They Said What, we're going with the man who shattered the forbidden door over the weekend. Amazing. Our guy, Kaz. Brian H., play the clip. Oh, speaking of the crowd, uh, can, I, can I get my hot take off now? Go. I think the Saudi crowd is a top five wrestling crowd in the world, yo. Wow. Uh, they they go nuts for everything. Mm-hmm. They are invested in every fucking thing that they do when WWE comes over there. I put the Saudi crowd up there with the New Yorks, the Chicago's, the UK's. Yeah. Puerto Rico. <laughs> I remembered the crowd from the last time they were in Saudi Arabia, and I was wondering 
what their reaction was going to be this year, especially with Bianca, because there were some there were some interesting reactions I heard last year. But yeah, I think mm-hmm. when I was lo- looking at mm-hmm. the show, at the little kids, the grown men, everybody was invested in in, in songs, in, in in little little pops from you know during the matches. They were they were into everything. I there. Is there a list for like the top five pro wrestling? Like Phil is is Philly on there? Like what what are the the, the biggest crowds? I mean, Kaz listed a couple, right? New York is great. Mm-hmm. Chicago's great. Chicago, the UK, UK also great. I mean, some I mean, yeah, people let's throw, put, let's throw in people, Philly. Let's throw in Philly. I would throw in Philly. Some people would put in Puerto Rico. They Puerto were Rico loud. Was if. If Puerto Rico was like that all the time, they'd be the best, hands down. That was nuts, right. Puerto Rico crowd. Right. But, I mean, so that's four. We I think we got four right before mm-hmm. Saudi. Is there is there a fifth? I mean, he, Kaz might not be wrong. I was going to, it's I, tough. Honestly, that, that's and the thing crowd, is, they're though. getting main events. Like, one of the things that was said on uh, Cheap Heat yes. this week was the fact that before they was getting, like, exhibition shows, Right. Now right. they're getting yeah. big time stories. And I think that was done by design. See how they react. And they're giving you the no, reactions yeah. that you want. You're getting the big reactions from a bloodline disbanding, uh, from uh Oscar winning. You know what I mean? So or even right. like Logan Paul, the some of the spots he was doing. And the thing is, they're not getting wrestling all the time. So when you have crowds such as the UK and Puerto Rico and Saudi Arabia who don't get WWE all the time in their state, of course they're going to go crazy. So, I mean, I love it. I yeah. love it. I, I, I like this take a lot. It's definitely interesting Overse- to see. Yeah, no, overseas crowds, I feel like, are just they're clamoring mm-hmm. for more. And, they again, they don't get it as much. It'd be interesting to see <laughs> what would happen to, you know, just kind of a stateside crowd if if they were more starved for it, right? Because I think we're all just to an extent, once you go to these shows, you're a little, we're all kind of a little jaded and used to just having this available to us, right? Right. So, um, maybe yeah, it, it'd be interesting. I I I, I think because the one thing that Brian was talking about that that made me remember was initially it was like the greatest mm-hmm. Royal Rumble, or it was like a a, mm-hmm. a, a random thing yeah, that yeah, was. Yeah. It was a it was a big deal for that one night only, and then you never saw you know whatever trophy or belt that they won ever again. The green Power Ranger belt, <laughs> right? I, I wish I yeah. could see that more often, but uh, but no, I, I I think as the WWE started, I, I think it was probably maybe more of a necessity. Like why why build a whole different show? Why not just bring this show over there? And it's been interesting because you figure backlash was in Puerto Rico. Mm-hmm. We just had, you know, a, a pay-per-view in Saudi Arabia going to the O2 in England for for money in the bank. Like I think not seeing at least a lot of these main these these major PLEs and some of these big pay-per-views in America is gonna be more of a frequent thing as the WWE opens up more of those markets out there. Cause this Saudi Arabia wasn't overnight. They've been going from the greatest Royal Rumble. So there may just be a Royal Rumble over there at some mm-hmm. point. I mean, they should. I mean, you know, kind of even going back, you know, you were looking ahead, Cal, which is the right, but also Clash at the Castle right, was an incredible exactly. crowd, and, mm-hmm. and they had some incredible big matches there, right, with Drew and Roman and Solo's debut, obviously. And then, It's smart. Uh, 
It's yeah, smart. Gunther and Sheamus put on, you know, are one of the best it's matches fat. of all time. A lot of people so, love that pay-per-view from last year. One of the one of so many people's top pay-per-views from last year. Right. And and rightfully so. I mean, it's it's exciting to see them kind of head over overseas and kind of give those types of shows and, mm-hmm. you know, explore that. Uh, because, you know, there's there's some hardcore wrestling fans around the world. There's a yeah. reason why professional wrestling is what it is. Uh, you know, it's 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 not as <laughs> it's not as taboo as it once was. It's it's kind of the uh, the mainstream thing. It's the mainstream thing in a lot of places that's not here, kind of stateside. So Facts. it's interesting. Uh, we've got mm-hmm. one more, and we are going to the Wednesday Worldwide <laughs> Hotline Shout for out. another. They said what take? Brian H. Play the clip. Hi, this is Kyle from beautiful St. Pete, Florida. So I'm watching Monday Night Raw, and I see Cody Rhodes. He's massively over, but I'm just not buying him as a tough guy. He doesn't look like a fighter. He doesn't have that fighting it factor to me, and I think that's always going to hold him back. What do you guys think? Do you think he looks like a tough guy? that could legitimately fight a Roman Reigns or Brock Lesnar. Am I crazy? Thanks. Great show. Shout out, Kyle. Shout out, Kyle Thank you from for beautiful, for you said beautiful St. Pete, mm-hmm. Florida. Is that what he said? I think that's what he said. Shout, shout, out, out, to, Kyle. shout out to Kyle. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I, I, I will say this. I think there's a reason why Cody Rhodes is having broken arm matches against Brock Lesnar. I think there's a reason why I've seen him get whipped and get thrown through cha- tables and, and and do a lot of the things he has to do, or, or the things that he does. I shouldn't say he has to do. I don't know if he has to do them, but I, I, I wonder if he feels like because he's not the size of, not even his father, but, you know, some of the other people he's in the ring with, that he feels like he has to overcompensate by uh, going the extra mile, being the one in first blood, being the one to take the most real punishment, to to try and deliver to you that he can take more punishment than you think he may be able to because of, you know, how he may look. I don't know if that's in his head, but I always wondered if that was the case because he's not, He's a lot of the pro wrestlers are smaller, but he's not at the size of some of the, especially some of these world champions like him against a, a Drew McIntyre. I don't know what that's going to look like in the uh, ring. Brian, do you think Cody looks like a tough guy? No, he might not look like. Does he need to look like a tough guy? He might not look like a tough guy, right? Both. But I think he, that doesn't hinder him from being a world champion. You know, I don't think he looks like super soft. When I look at him, like, I mean, Miz was WWE champion twice, but I do think Cody's somebody Facts. who looks like he'll go out there <laughs> and fight for his own. He might not go out there and start a fight, but he's not going to go down easily. And I think that's what he's proved in his match with Roman Reigns, in his match with Brock Lesnar. <laughs> like, you, you know, he's a dad. And I think that's more humanized yep. him, if anything, because you know, like, he's got that right. side of him where, look, I'll fight for my family regardless of what you think. I might go down swinging, but I'm going to fight. So, um, and I might cry while I'm doing it, but I'm still doing it. <laughs> well, that's the thing, too, right? <laughs> that's his thing. Like, you know, he, he, he's, he's a very emotional person. He's not afraid to show that side. Yeah. But no, no, that, no you hit it right on the head, though. So, um, I understand what Kyle is saying. Thanks for listening to the show and for the shout out. Facts. But, you Rude. know, I'm, I'm definitely with it. You know, I think, um, I definitely think Cody, I don't think, to, to Kyle's point, I don't think 
that should prevent Cody from being at the top of the card because he doesn't, quote-unquote, look tough, brother. Right. It, I mean, it, I, I would push back on on his point about, you know, him not looking tough and therefore will probably never get over as mm-hmm. kind of a top guy. Because if you look at... So, look, if you want to compare him to, sure, a Roman Reigns, a Brock Lesnar, a Drew McIntyre, just dudes who mm-hmm. are huge. Big guys, yeah. Okay, I, I can yeah. kind of see that comparison. But... Look at the other top flight main eventers just in the in the in the game entirely, right? Right. Seth Rollins on the surface, does he look like a tough guy out there with his outlandish outfits? Oh, like the, we know he does crossfit, <laughs> he, he does all that. But he just, said you said he, the, he's too busy studying fashion to be worrying about getting getting it, tough. It's just very surface yeah. level stuff, right? Where you, where if I <laughs> if if I looked at Seth Rollins, right? When my, when my wife looked uh-huh. at Seth Rollins, she first of all loves Seth Rollins. Maybe a little too much, uh, much uh, more than I would uh, care to admit. But she, I don't think she sees him as like a oh he he kicks somebody's ass right. Brian Danielson, yeah, another guy. He, <sighs> we know he's a, he's a top flight main eventer, right? He's also my height and yeah. has a has a hipster beard. Yeah, you know what I mean. Look, he doesn't look like someone that's getting <laughs> the shit kicked out of him in, 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 in the dungeon or anything like that. Yeah, right. And yeah. The, the four pillars. None match, of them. Uh, a double or nothing <laughs> over the weekend. None of those guys. Right. They, they all look like they all look like they all look like podcast hosts. <laughs> Cody <laughs> looked that's, oh, damn, that's, no that's a good one. That's a good that's one. That's no shade. They, that's they, a good one because they. I will say this: all of those, all those guys, Seth, <laughs> Brian, Brian, I Brian Brian's up. gone. Brian Danielson. They all look like fantastic professional wrestlers. They look like top guys, right? So, <laughs> yeah, the the toughness thing. I don't know. It feels like, it feels like a very. Yes. old school thing to kind of it, look very much old school so way yeah. to yeah. look at professional wrestling and that's fine if if that's how you see it and you know you need a Brock or a Roman or a Drew to complete mm-hmm. that image right but i, I again in, in Cody Rose looks these uh, Cody looks, than what he, he looks, looks the part he looks tougher than what many people consider the greatest of all time Shawn Michaels you know, and, and, yeah. and Seth Rollins Sean? got that like that dirt on his face. Like him and Ambrose, or I should say, yeah. him and Moxley, kind of got that look that looks like man, you don't want to, you don't want to mess with them. You know what I mean? They yeah. see some stuff. And yeah, I think yeah. it's because we're seeing Cody presented in such a baby face role. Like he's the bright, sure. bright light on yes. the white screen. Yeah, that man is, you know, you're seeing flaws yeah. and all with that, mm-hmm. man. Yeah. So, oh, man, that's that, that, was, that was a fun take, though. That was definitely a fun take. Keep them coming, folks. <laughs> oh, yeah, Keep them coming. Out. Yeah, and so, shout out to Kyle. Shout out to everyone who's just been leaving fantastic voicemails. Obviously, we For can't real. get to all of them here on the show, but keep calling in. Keep leaving your takes. The The number is in the description of this episode, drop your take, and, and you know, we'll, we'll keep doing our best to get you on the show. All right, before mm-hmm. we get out of here, let's hit on last night's NXT, tonight's upcoming Dynamite. We'll each pick the biggest thing that stood out to us from NXT, and then we'll, we'll pick one to talk about more in depth. Brian, <sighs> to kick things off for us, what was your biggest NXT take? Man, that, was, <laughs> that might have been one of the best NXTs that we've had in a long time. <laughs> it was fire. It was I, I, fire. I'm going to take... A, a general statement. I'm gonna cheat a little bit. The fact that you had main roster okay. talent showing up Damn on it. NXT, which is a USA show, folks. That right there yes. between mm-hmm. Corbin and Ali, 
That's how you get this, these young guys over. That's how you get them familiar. Yeah, I, w- I was going right. to say, I think uh, <laughs> yes, I got the, the one time I was, I was, ex- this to- I'm sorry, because it was the one time I was excited to see Baron Corbin show up anywhere. But, you know, the, <laughs> the idea of him coming down and trying to be one of the guys who's going to, uh, or be one of the people that's going to test, uh, to test Mello, especially at this phase where, you know, the, the, the conversation of when, not if, but when is Mello going to the main roster? This interplay back and forth could be very interesting. Mm-hmm. I was I popped when Corbin came out. I, I don't usually pop for Corbin like that. Right. I, I like him actually for for more of his out of ring stuff. When he's on up up down down, I think oh, he's okay. hilarious. Right. I, I recently just watched him on TikTok cook a smash burger, and I was all in. I was like, that looks like a good <laughs> now, freaking a smash burger, Baron Corbin. Uh, but <laughs> he, uh, I don't know, him mm-hmm. and Mello. That that just sounds. Like I don't money know why I'm so me, excited. You know? I don't but know why. I, I know, right? It it makes no sense. But <laughs> I, I mean, he's actually. I enjoy his move set. I think more than I think on the mic. He's you know he's he's kind of give or take. But I enjoy his move set for whatever reason. And uh, vets on NXT are just just it's just a good idea to sprinkle it in from time I to time. It. Like <laughs> when that Dolph Ziggler NXT title run when he took it from Braun, I loved that. And, and that was just, awesome. That's one of those things that could be so beneficial. And it's one of the reasons why I we were talking about the women's division, the tag division earlier. Trish Stratus walking around with uh, Zoe Stark on on, on yeah. Raw, back behind the, state, behind the scenes on Raw. Stuff like that. That's an easy tag team you could put out there. Get get, get an experience who can still go with someone who they want to put on a bigger stage. You could do that I all got day, a take really. It might be hot. Right. It might not be so hot. But I'm going to say this. Ooh. When WWE decides to really mix their main roster talent and their NXT talent, when they really mix their legends and their rookies, there's nothing AEW can do to compete with that. It's a different level, yeah. Ooh. It's different, yeah. That's a that's a great call. I mean, they've produced some bangers whenever they do it. And it it just it causes a reaction every time, whether it's a call up. Or when people come down, people pop, man. I mean, right. it's it's freaking awesome. The, the, the Ali the, pop was awesome too. It's I don't know if it's akin to the for, the Forbidden Door with AEW, but I think that's probably the biggest thing that they have that WWE doesn't have is the ability to say, oh, well, right. uh, the, the, you you guys want Kenny Omega to wrestle one of your indie favorites, so we're gonna put it on next week. It ain't gonna be. There's no storyline here, but you're gonna get 20 Bingo. minutes of amazingness. So like, I, WWE can't do that, but they can say, oh, Mustafa Ali, go now, go down to NXT and rip shot for a little bit. But you know what? It's a beautiful it, thing. It's a beautiful thing. But five star matches don't drive ratings. If they want to be in this ratings war, no, right? It's storylines. Think about when the show went off on Saturday. What did every, most of us say? We cannot wait until Friday because we want to know right. what's going to happen right. with the bloodline. You know, I, I, I'll right. give them credit because people are probably saying this right now before I say it. When um, at the end of. AEW's double or nothing. You're intrigued about what's going to happen on Wednesday, but they have disappointed us. Like when MJF won the championship, he wasn't there that following Wednesday, you know, but hopefully the way it ended with the Blackpool Combat Club standing victorious and having another um, Joker card in their back pocket. Yeah, I can't wait to see what's going to happen tonight. 
So, but when WWE, right. like I said, if they find a way to mix town because they're not just going to give you and they're not going to jump the shark and say, five-star match here, five-star match there. Because it's like, all right, cool, I might miss the match, but I got it on DVR. As opposed to making it where it's like, I have right. to go home and see because I don't want Twitter ruining this for me. Right. And, and I know it's right. going to be building towards I mean, some eventual that's, match at a pay-per-view or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And that, that's a great transition <laughs> to looking at tonight's Dynamite. I mean, what's the one thing you're looking forward to most? Cal, I'll kick uh, it off with you. What do you got? I guess because there's only so much they've announced. I guess it's, I want to know why Takesh is with uh, Don Callis and Blackpool Combat Club. But that, that's interesting. Okay. Okay, Brian. Man, what do you honestly, have? I... I know this wasn't a good match between Jericho and Adam Cole, but I'm interested in the mixed tag match. I want to see this story continue with Jericho and Soraya versus Adam Cole and Dr. Britt Baker. Mm-hmm. I also mm-hmm. have that. I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to, uh, to that. I'm just a Cole guy, <laughs> and I'm just I'm just waiting for him to get over yeah. even more. Over, I want to see him as the world champ. You know what I mean? Wow. Yes, absolutely. Let's. let's can we do this right? There's Adam Cole, <sighs> tough guy. Oh, does he look no. like a tough guy? No, <laughs> no. He looks like a really nice did you, guy. Did you get your talk to nice. Wally Mania? No, I did. Uh, I, uh, I got, <laughs> I got too shy. <laughs> he was literally standing across <laughs> the hall from me. Ben, literally, I would have introduced you two feet away. Like... <laughs> I, I was gonna say something, and then like for whatever reason, I just couldn't do. I had this mental block <laughs> where I was like, "You're gonna go say hi to Adam Cole and Britt. They're right there." And I couldn't do I, I think I was looking for you for a second because I was going to ask you for your approval. Of, I was talking I to him for I a minute, but like, so. like the, he's like one of the nicest people you could ever meet. Does he look like a tough guy on camp, like on the surface? No, but you know, I promise you, he ain't no chump. <laughs> He's been doing this. Thing, oh, right? I see. Yeah. Sur- he survived matches with Keith Lee. He ain't no Ka- chump. Kyle will make us uh, exactly. do another episode, exactly. a bonus episode, top five tough guys in wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> Tough, tough looking guys. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Guys, that is how you do Wednesday. Be sure to check out our other Ringer Wrestling Show offerings because we are coming to you every single day of the week. We've got the Masked Man Show with David Shoemaker and Kaz on Mondays and Thursdays. We've got Cheap Heat on Tuesdays and Fridays with Peter Rosenberg, Stack Guy Greg and Dip. And you'll find Wednesday Worldwide smack dab in the middle on, of course, Wednesdays. If you're not already, be sure to follow us, subscribe, and hit us with those five-star ratings here on the Ringer Wrestling Show feed. Cal, Brian, tell the people where they can find you on the socials. Uh, At Cal on Twitter. At Cal Double on Instagrams. At Ringer Wrestling on Twitters. (laughs) TikToks. Hashtag Ringer Wrestling on on. Playstations, wherever you play your 2Ks. I don't know. We're, we're, we're everywhere, baby. <laughs> I like everything was plural. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can find me at Brian H. Waters everywhere. That includes TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter. Uh, Facebook, Brian H. Waters, talk show host. And of course, Ring of Wrestling on TikTok. We got some cool stuff coming up there. That's right. Go follow us over there. Brian is doing some great stuff. Uh, just we're uploading clips. We're uploading some evergreen content on there. Anyway, I think we got some original stuff cooking that uh, you, you you might see kind of soon. Uh, you can follow me at Cruise Control. That's Control with a K on Twitter, on Instagram. And, and real quick before we get out of here, shout out to our guy, 
Cornell Gunter, who came on the show last week, told us not to jinx his Miami Heat. <laughs> and we damn near did it. Uh, but and I was really scared, honestly, in Game 7. I was, I was praying that they pull it off so that Cornell wouldn't accost me in the street again yeah, after Wally Mania next year. Uh, but as we predicted, that's right. They moved on to the NBA Finals. So shout out to Cornell. And I guess the Miami Heat. Uh, Let's go. The Heat and seven. Finals. <laughs> Gentlemen. Oh, wow. Oh, my. Vincent, we're keeping you on the wrestling stuff. We're not sending you to the basketball. Yeah, yeah. Stay over here. I'm not stay over that. here. I, I will say this. It's, it's for the storylines, and I appreciate it, Brian. I appreciate it. Okay, for <laughs> My guys, thank you for the grab chat as always. Everyone else, we will catch you next week. Worldwide.